Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, oh. welcome back into our multiverse, oh, episode yeah. 29 now. 29. Getting to 30, we're, we're almost there. We're all right. <laughs> all right. Damon. Jalen. D-Rock. JDV. We're back. <laughs> and we're going to talk about random things. Woo! No top 10s. I, I kind of don't like my top... Not that I don't like my top 10. I don't like that I didn't get more in-depth on my top 10 quarterbacks. I want to do that better next time that we do a top 10. So, like I was telling you before, we started recording. I want to just... We're going to do them separate, but also, like, you know, we got to record in 30-minute intervals. So, yeah. a lot of times, we just do everything in the 30, and that's what we did, and should have separated it. So, that way, you had your chance to talk, and then I had mine, and, and give my reasonings, because, you know, for some people, they listen to it, and they're like, that's your reason? It's like, I really have a lot more reasonings for why <laughs> I put it that way. I was just trying to do it, you know, within the time. And also just kind of main points. But I could see why somebody would listen to, you know, a certain person, especially if they're a, a fan of, of someone, and be like, that's your reasoning for put putting Drew Brees as number eight? Like, there's, there's truly more. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, so next time when we do something like that, we'll, we'll uh, split it up so that way it can give good reasons. Because I know when I get to running backs, I'm going to have to take some, some time. <laughs> I'm going to have a lot to say on that one, but that'll be in a few weeks, so that'll be down the line. Today, you know, we're going to be a little bit everywhere, touch upon, you know, some wrestling things, some MCU things, a uh, little, little bit of MGN. Just whatever comes NBA. to mind, yeah. Well, well yeah, I mean, that'll be... Do. But no specific topic. Yeah, exactly. Except... Okay, like the quarterbacks one was. Yeah, exactly. except you know the first one that we're going to talk about, which is, will be our pretty much our NFL talk this week. All this Russell Wilson gossip and we're everything fans, going on, as, as you guys know, and so it's a big deal for us and to us. But I'm very torn because if you've listened to us before, you know at the end of the year I was very critical over us, and I put a lot of what happened on him but at the same time I understand that you know Pete is very responsible for everything too like I mean I put out this Facebook post years ago about how you know a lot of this is Pete's fault a lot of you know the way that he wants things and the way he wants to coach the team he wants it done you know a specific way so certain things are you know he's going to override things he's going to he's going to change the call on fourth down after shot he already put the call in to make things go even slower because he didn't like the call and then they're going to end up getting a penalty and and it's like just let them run the play you know if you you've hired these people to do their job so let them do their job and if you're not going to let them do their job then you you either need to fire him or you guys really need to you need to have some discussions <laughs> and apparently that's one of the things that Russ was mad about he went to have some discussions not the fourth down play because yeah, that yeah, happened yeah. after right 
But after the Bills game and I think the Rams game when he had all those turnovers, you know, they were having like a, you know, coach meeting about what they can do and Russ wanted to be involved. And he, according to the reports, he wanted, you know, he had some ideas and wanted to give his input and they didn't want to hear it. And when I say they, I say Pete. Because yeah. I guarantee that Shadi wanted would have done what Russ wanted to do. Whereas Pete wasn't. So the, it says coaching staff, but it was Pete. And maybe Snyder too. But, and, but it's hard because, like I've said, I'm a fan of a balanced offense. I'm also a fan of... You know, you have to be able to rely on other things when something isn't working. So the passing game wasn't going so well in those couple of games for whatever reasons. And so you're kind of, maybe the coach is like, okay, well, I want to run the ball more. And then, you know, Shadi's like, well, I don't think that's a good idea. And then, so they're trying to get on a, on a page and then Russ comes in and he wants to put his input and Pete's like, I really don't want to hear this. Because I'm already arguing with Shadi over here. <laughs> and I don't want to argue with you too. I'm the coach. So I get that. But I also get why Russ is mad. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, I want to be... It's just like I said, like I want him to take control. And that's what he apparently wants. But my other argument is, is he can just do it. Yeah, he's the one out there. And this is what I've said before. This is why I was critical at the end of the year. Uh, that that time where Shadi called the play, you know, was it? That was in the Rams game, right? In the playoffs, wasn't it? Which one? The the fourth down play. Yeah, I think so. so. You know, Shadi calls the play. Pete basically says no. The play clock's winding down. Like, just go up and snap the ball. It's not like the headset hasn't gone out how many however many times it did this year and Russ didn't call plays for a whole drive. Just just take control. Just go and do it. Do and I'm not saying, you know, be insubordinate and just totally decide you're not gonna listen to everybody, but at certain times, you have to just be like, look, I'm I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know? And and I know what's gonna work, and or I have the confidence in this. And just like I said, like if you walk up to the line to scrimmage and you see a mismatch right away, go to the mismatch. Don't worry about whatever else the play was gonna be. Do like make contact with eye contact with that receiver. Let him know, you know, it's coming to you, you know, or whatever you guys do, you know, just to be on that same page. So you can do those things even with still doing what Pete wants. Yeah. Because that's really what the greats do. They take control. But I do know that sometimes the coaches can hamper that. I mean, Dan Marino at the end of his career, Jimmy Johnson's, he didn't want Marino doing that anymore because he wanted to run the ball. The problem was the Dolphins, they had no run game. They had a poor offensive line, especially for running. They were a pass-blocking offensive line. Not that they were great at that towards the end, even. And they had no running backs. Cecil yeah. Collins. You're going to tell me you're going to take the ball out of Marino's hands because you want to run with Cecil Collins. Like, that? give me a break. But we have Chris Carson. You know, so... Right now. I under, yeah, well, we had. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So, I mean, I... 
I totally get both sides. But if it really comes down to, you know, this actually possibly happening of him getting traded, then why in the world would you consider that? Firing Pete would be the answer. Yeah. Not trading Russ. Like, even though, like I said, I think they're both wrong and right. They are. They both have, you know, you can look at Pete. People will say, well, look at his record before Russell Wilson came. Yeah, but Russell Wilson might not even be a starter or wouldn't have been a starter right away if he didn't come to Seattle. Yep. You know, so, I mean, you can't just say, well, Pete only got this because of Russ. Because at the same time, people are like, well, the defense and Marshawn. There, there are some people that think that's the reason why we won and Russ had little to do with that, which I don't agree with. It's all three things. You needed all three of those things. You've got all three of them. Mm-hmm. If, it, if you didn't have Russ and that defense and Lynch, with Bevel calling those ridiculous plays, there was no way you were winning. How many times did Russ and Lynch make something spectacular happen out of a ridiculous, stupid thing that Bevel called? <laughs> like, yes. All the time. It was ridiculous. And then, of course, the defense was great. But now you need Russ to be great. And he wants to be, but he feels like you have to do specific things. And Pete's like, well, no, we won this way before, but we don't have that defense. But he thinks we have the pieces. We might, but I mean, just like I said, let Russ cook is more about letting him take control and the freedom to go up there and just do what he's, you know, execute what he sees. Yeah. So, and I think you should do that, but you can still run the ball in that situation. You know, it doesn't mean, oh, we're going to pass a thousand times. Like, no, no, no. It, it can be a, a very nice marriage and they need to figure it out. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Thoughts. Because I hate looking at this and just you know if you would have told me last year that this would be like a topic flying around I wouldn't have believed you and now we just gotta witness all this and you know every Seahawks update now is gonna have to do with that and it's like I don't want to do this well and then it was already gonna be a ridiculous off season this was probably like to my memory because when I was younger I didn't pay attention to the Seahawks offseason yeah you know not really it was like you you obviously you paid attention when they drafted us you know a high pick you know and a certain guy you're like oh they got that guy or when they signed a big free agent or something like that but all the little things I didn't pay attention to when I was younger and then you know when you really when, when I got older and started paying attention it's this is one of the biggest off seasons I can ever remember, you know, based on the fact that, you know, they don't have a lot of cap room and they don't have a lot of draft picks. And then you've got a lot of free agents that are pretty important. And now (laughs) you throw this into the equation and you're just like, I don't want, I can't deal with this. (laughs) You you guys need to figure this out. Already, you know, we go through what we go through every week in a Seahawks game (laughs) where it's got to come down to the last play every single week. And then the season ends, you get through it all. And then this all starts and you're like, does it ever end? Can we just have peace? Just have peace. I know. It's like, 
Why and can't it just all, be all love? Yeah, and we were all pretty mad. You know, obviously, you know, after Super Bowl season, you're nothing but happy, right? You win the Super Bowl, you're nothing but happy. You don't really care what they do in the offseason, right? I, I did, though. I was mad that we didn't re-sign Golden Tate that year. <laughs> so, but for the most part, you're just like, we won, and we're great, and we're going to go back. But then you have this year where you win 12 games. Oh, I saw a tweet somebody put out and said, were the Seahawks 4-12 and 12 this year or 12-4? and four? And it touched me. I was like, you, you really wouldn't think they won 12 with the way everything has gone all of a sudden. It's yeah. just like the way the playoffs, the way their season ended, and you're just like, you really went out like that? And then just the talk again, just the talk about the free agents and the cap room and the limited draft picks. And now this rest situation, you're just like, how are we falling apart? <laughs> you know, like, how did this happen? Like, yeah. Just kind of out of the blue. Yeah. And, and just, you know, you think obviously things will come to an end eventually, but you're like now, like and already? I don't think it, I don't, I don't think it is like for one, they'd be, and they know it. They'd be stupid to trade him. Mm-hmm. The only, you know, I had said when this first, uh, when this rumor first started, the thing about like Watson or, uh, and then I joked about, watch it be Matt Ryan just to curse me. <laughs> but, uh, and then you saw like they had that list of four teams that yeah. uh, apparently. Oh, that he, he supposedly named? Yeah, which by the way, it changed. Like the Dolphins weren't on there the second time I saw it. But the first time the Dolphins were on there and I was like, so if it were, were to happen, the only teams out of the Raiders, the Saints, the Dolphins, what was the other team? Was it Dallas? No, it wasn't Dallas the first time. It might have been Dallas the second time. Um, Was it? I don't remember, but none of them had a quarterback or anything like that. So it was like, if you're not Oh, was getting, it Chicago? Yeah, maybe it was Chicago. So I'm like, okay, the only the one Bears? of those that would make any sense would be Miami so you could get Tua and then still get picks. But nobody wants that. <laughs> I mean... Nobody here, I'm, I'm saying. And yeah, it's just, I was already kind of not looking forward to what's gonna go on in this off season because you know, there's no matter what they do, let's let's just assume Russ is staying. And we don't have to worry about that. So let's just, we're gonna pretend. <laughs> None of this is happening. He's staying all good. We have our four picks. We have the limited cap space. Everything that they do, affects everything else so you know you got the the camp of people who are like you have to bring kj back and i trust me i understand why i love kj and i'm not saying that they shouldn't sign him i want him back but we all have to understand that if you bring him back at a you know even at like the eight million that he was making this last season then who you pretty much used your money unless you're making cuts or you're you know, reworking contracts. So there's tough decisions and you've got Shaquille and you've got Carson. Like, in my opinion, and again, like I'm saying, well, you just said you don't want him to get rid of him. I don't, but I'm just looking at it like what, right now with the cap space that you don't have, then you gotta let KJ and Carson go. Because the only reason is because you have players already on your roster you have linebackers. 
Yeah. We can talk about how good they are, how good they aren't, or, you know, they haven't shown anything. The unknown. But they're there. Cody Barton is on the team, and, you know, he was supposed to be in the starting mix this last season. So, and yes, I know he didn't. But I'm just saying, there's there's a body there, right? There's somebody young who you have to rely on these guys. They picked them. Yeah. They And some of them are pretty high picks. You have to see what you have there. And so you have somebody already there. And then running back, you have Penny. And they re-sign Alex Collins. I know, I know, Alex Collins, I know. But you got Dallas. And then you have Travis Homer. Now, granted, maybe... Maybe Homer's a free agent. I don't know. But if he is, that's a guy you can get back on the cheap. Yeah. So there's four running backs right there. And then plus they're running backs. So there might be a cap casualty somewhere that you can pick up or in a draft or even undrafted. So there's just options. I'm saying I love Carson. I want him back. I got my Carson jersey up in the closet. I don't want him going anywhere. But... You have to look at, you know, like, okay, so Shaquille. Who do we have to replace Shaquille? Yeah, crickets. Right. Crickets. So so he's the priority to me out of those three players. You have to re-sign Shaquille. Now, if you offer him what you offer him and he says no, then okay. I mean, you what are you going to do? Go try to get Sherman back? Or, or, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that all hope is lost if you let Shaquille go. But I'm just saying, again, out of those three guys, most people would say those are our three priorities. Mm-hmm. You know? So those I'm are the saying, names that are brought up the most. Yeah, so I'm saying, for me, it's Shaquille, and you got to let the other two go. And not because I want them to. I'm just looking at what they have and what they can do. So, and then, you know, offensive line issues. You have four picks. Go draft. Yeah, draft. That's what I'm looking at. Draft a guard. If you're not going to bring Posich back, which, you know, I'm not necessarily against. It was his first time really getting some extended play at center. And that's was that was his position in college. He played, you know, multiple, but he was mainly a center. So if they liked him a little bit, you know, and they want to keep him, I'm not against it. I, I, I didn't look at his rating or anything like that, but... I know most games I wasn't totally screaming at him. Yeah. So, you know, that's all right, I, I guess. But it, it depends on the money, right? And receivers, I mean, so you only got four picks. So I think on the defensive line, they're pretty set. You know, because you got... Well, no. It's, we got to get... We got to assign Puna back. Yeah, see, that was... I uh, just forgot about... It. Right when I was about to say his name, I'm like, wait a second. We got to get Puna back. So, again, so I said Shaquille, Puna. Like, to me, Puna's more important than KJ. KJ's older. That's the main reason. If you're going to say, KJ's way better than Puna. I'm not going to argue in terms of, you know, his status as a Seahawk is an all-time great... But we need Puna yeah. more than I think we need KJ. Because I just... Who's taking Puna's spot? You know? Right. And and I know you're going to say, well, you just said Cody Barton. Like, I want Cody Barton. Oh, okay, but we, we constantly hear good things about Barton. About, you know, training camp and all this stuff. And just, oh, he's so good. We got to see it. Mm-hmm. And... 
But again, I'm not against any, I want all of them back. <laughs> you know, I love our guys. I think we've got some really good players. And, you know, at the end of the day, they just didn't get the job done. Yep. But I think we have a good group of guys. And, you know, you definitely need a guard because, you know, a potty, he retired. He gone. So, yeah, I mean. Took his ball and went home. You, you just, you just have to hit on your picks. And you need to go, you know, in the years before, we're, we look at our needs, right? And you see the Seahawks needs. And then they pick a couple position, positions and you're like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought we were, you know, how many tight ends did we need last year, right? You know, so it's like, we drafted one. We drafted two, technically. One, they kind of switched to defensive end. Sullivan played Oh, yeah, and then he's gone. <laughs> he's not even on the team anymore. And so, <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, having a... Um, the other guy we drafted parkinson Park- oh colby the guy who got hurt yeah so and uh, he might play a big role this next year you know and that's good no it'd be interesting i heard you know the coordinator runs a pretty tight end heavy offense so we'll see yeah, and he's a big guy what happens like, be healthy and, and be out there and that's the thing you know we have to rely on some guys that they drafted before who maybe weren't healthy and they need to stay healthy and perform and that's just what has to happen. Like, and some guys are going to be gone, unfortunately, and I, I hate it, but that's just the way it is. When you, when you have a bunch of guys making big money, you know, you have Dwayne Brown has a big contract. Obviously, Russ has the biggest contract. <laughs> um, Lockett's is kind of big, making ten million a year. You know, uh, Dunlap, B Wags, mm-hmm. and Jamal Adams is going to be making. I mean, he's his contract is still pretty big. Even though it was his rookie contract, it's one of the bigger rookie. Yeah, because you know he was the sixth overall. Yeah, sixth overall pick. And then you've got, you know, all the other guys on the team. So it's like, there's it's just going to be tough choices, and that's what I was going to, kind of what I was getting at when I started is there's gonna things are going to happen and people are going to get mad. It's like, well, I mean, what are they supposed to do? Like, yep. Like we have to sit back and just let them do what they're going to do and hope that like i said this is assuming russ is still on the team russ and them and the offense just and the the new coordinator they just click and everything just works beautifully and then the defense improves a little bit more off of where they were last year no matter who's there no matter who we lose like we just we need to be like the college team that just okay those guys you know or the Patriots, basically. And those guys are gone, but these guys are in, and they can get the job done. Yep. And, I mean, it's, that's what every team's hoping for. But, man, it was just everything that's gone on, you're just like, come on, Hawks. Like, this, I did not want this offseason to be this difficult. This past <laughs> week, just very wild in that coming up. And just a total, like, flip of the switch of – you know what we're paying attention to during the off season you know it's kind of like okay yeah we gotta look for this and this okay whatever it's gonna happen and then this comes up you're like are you kidding me yeah and you can't even if you think you know i'm one of the people that i do think like there's no way they're gonna trade them but then you're like yeah but crazier things have happened in sports i mean i saw somebody tweeted out you know 
hey, we got over Ken Griffey Jr. getting traded. You can get over, you know, just this news of Russell Wilson. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's true. And even if he got traded, he'd get over it. I mean, I'm, I love the Hawks. Yeah. You know, I loved them before Russell Wilson came. I loved them before Hasselback was a quarterback. You know, I loved them. Dave Craig, you know, Jim Zorn. I only saw the, I only remember the end end of Jim Zorn, but uh, yeah, all of Dave Craig. Shoot, I remember the friggin' Kelly Stoffer, John Freeze, uh, Dan McGuire. I mean, come on. Kitna. You know, I mean. You're back to just so throwing I, out names again. Yes. Oh, but I was name of quarterbacks. Come on. But uh, I'm just saying, you know, I will get over it if they traded him. But I don't think it's really going to happen. I mean, no. unless he demands a trade, I don't see why they would possibly do it. But it's still just like, why do we have to talk about this? You know, <laughs> and you can't pretend it's not going on. Yeah. So, yeah, just kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit and. That's basically the NFL talk. Yeah, pretty much. We had to Seahawks fans. We had to talk about it. It's it's a it's a big deal. No matter what, life will go on. Yeah, we still got our team. Go Hawks. Yes, sir. Up next. What is up next? We want to talk wrestling next? Sure, we can get wrestling out of the way. Wrestling. And now, pro wrestling talk of the week. You got to start with the recap of the Elimination Chamber. Wait, hold on. Remember I told you I was randomly going to talk about stuff? Yeah. This just reminded me of something I'll forget. <laughs> so, did you see that? I don't know what his site is. That Dave Meltzer guy. Oh, are you awards. talking about his awards? Yeah, did you see? Now, I did you see the gimmick one? That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah, I he saw has that. Orange Cassidy as the number one gimmick, best gimmick, yep. and the Fiend as the worst. I'm like, wait a second. Now that blew look, my mind. <laughs> I don't like Orange Cassidy. I'm, you know, and I'm just going to say it right now. But I don't mind if you do, and I don't watch him enough to know. Like, if maybe, maybe if I watched him enough, I would like it. But the Fiend is awesome. Yes. And so I don't care if, if. The Fiend won or Orange Cassidy beat him, but you have him as the worst gimmick? Like, to me, I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, I know that Meltzer is, well, I shouldn't say I know, but he seems to be more like an AEW person. But, I mean, again, like we've talked about on this pod before, it doesn't make everything that WWE does bad. Like, yes. it's ridiculous to me that People act like everything they do is bad and everything that AEW does is good. Like, because it's not true. It's wrestling. Both have awful things. Like, yes. I saw that Tony Khan won, like, best promoter and booker. Yeah, and it was like, the same award. And I'm like, based on or what? Or same, uh, based on From what? Meltzer, yeah. I haven't seen them do anything spectacular. So, anyways, that's all I want to say. I, I did see that post about the Cassidy and Fiend thing, and I just threw my hands on. I'm like, what in the world is this? Yeah, and I don't know what the rest of them. Maybe there were things that WWE won. I, I don't know, so maybe, you know. But I just saw I those, no and I thought, wow, that's the worst gimmick? Is the Fiend the worst? Like, okay, that's weird. Yeah. All right. Very weird indeed. He did have the worst belt, though. I hated the Fiend's belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If he would have, if, if that would have been up there, I'd uh, agreed. So from the Limits Chamber pay-per-view, you had the first chamber match was the one to see who would fight Roman. 
on the same show, which Dane O'Brien ended up getting the win. Pretty good chamber match overall. Yeah. It was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. And they, then, they had they had Cesaro doing what I wanted him to do in the Rumble. Like just yeah. just going crazy. And I mean they making you think, oh, Cesaro's gonna have this match later. Like and so we'll I got to revisit this when we talk about how. Well, no, their I'm, match well, I mean, was right to... after. So yeah, go ahead and go ahead and finish. I'll shut my stupid. So face. yeah, Dana O'Brien gets the win in the chamber match, and then Roman Reigns immediately comes out to defend his title. And uh, I know because you kind of had you think, oh, they're doing this match now, so the person can rest to have a match <laughs> later. And Roman's like, nah, we're doing it. Right <laughs> I'm now. the head of the table. We're doing it now. He comes out and. Goes for the spear right away, as he should. And Dan O'Brien, you know, he counters, counters it into the yes lock. And then Roman breaks out of it and starts demolishing him and retains the title. Puts him in the choke. The guillotine. I and, love that yeah. submission so, so much. So what I was going to say was, you know, Cesaro's doing what he's doing. He's going crazy. And then he gets pinned. And we're kind of like, what? And then you were pretty mad. And then. Yes. Not that I wasn't. But you were like, really, man? And I was kind of like, hold on a minute. Let's see. And then Daniel Bryan lost really fast. And I was like, see, that's why they did it. Because if Cesaro would have won and got beat that quickly, we really would have been pissed. Now, if they would have, if Cesaro would have won and then him and Roman had this great 15-minute match, we would have been pumped. Yeah. Even if Roman won. But if he would have lost that quickly, like I know you're still are kind of like, oh, I don't know. No, I'm telling you, you would have been angry if they did to Cesaro what they did to Daniel Bryan. Because with Daniel Bryan, you're kind of like, you know, he's the under, he's still always the underdog, right? Because, you know, he's Daniel Bryan. But he just had that match. And also people don't, we don't have to see Daniel Bryan as champion again. You know, we must. That's we, true. We don't mind it. We don't have to. But we want Cesaro to be champion really bad. Really that bad. That is true. So if he would have got beat that quick, we would have been pissed. So they made the right call. They made Cesaro look great. And then they had Daniel Bryan get that chance and he loses. And now, granted, we still might see Daniel Bryan at Mania against Roman Reigns or something like that. You know? I, well, uh, no, they already. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, Rangers. after That's and right. after Roman won, there's more. I just I just <laughs> talk too quickly and forget. But there was more. That's Roman right, wins and is celebrating, and then all of a sudden, here comes Edge with his spear. He gets up, stares at Roman, and points at the Mania sign, and they make it official that yeah, Edge right. will fight Roman oh. for the Universal Title at WrestleMania. Yeah, which is kind of like people figure. Yeah, we pretty much figured that that's who he was challenging when he won. It's kind of like, okay, let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm not against it. I. It will be weird if, because you know, we pretty much figure Edge is winning. Yeah, but it is kind of weird to have Edge be the one to. To beat the head of the table, you know, but. Unless Roman wins, maybe. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Unless right? they're just going all in on. Uh, tribal chief Roman Reigns, maybe. Well, I mean, they already have been going all in, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, double down on it once more. <laughs> Nobody like can we're gonna them. give Not the heel edge. the mania win over this great comeback story and all that. Anyway, oh, I think there's a big collection of people who 
don't want to see Edge win. Yeah. Not, and, you know, I'm not the biggest Edge fan, but I'm not against it. So, you know, it's a great story. And, and I understand all the reasons behind he should, it. He should win and bring back uh, Big Gold. He can just win, and then Christian can beat him. <laughs> then Christian, so. he attacks him to end Mania, kill switch. He, like, holds up the belt. And then we go off the air. Speaking of Christian, we got to talk about the John Moxley comments after. Mm, yes. When we get to AEW, we'll talk about that. And then you move on from that. You had your triple threat match for the U.S. title, which changed a little bit because Keith Lee ended up getting pulled because of injury. Quote, I don't know how Supposedly. real that is. Supposedly injury. Um, on the kickoff show, they had like a qualifying fatal four-way match. That was won by John Morrison. So John Morrison was in the match, and he ended up getting pinned by Riddle, who was now the United States champion. That made me really happy. And Morrison got to showcase himself a little bit. They did. They did that do all for a while. Right. You had, you know, with the way Lashley's been built, he didn't eat the pin, so you didn't like stop his momentum. Morrison got a, more of a chance to shine than he has a lot lately. Yep. Riddle gets his first championship. And then obviously yeah. they did with Lashley later on in the show, which we'll get to. What's that? I remember <laughs> this one. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> you remember. And then you, you the women's tag titles match happened. Shayna and Nia won. You know. Yeah. That was point- not that, much to the most pointless match of the about night. That. They not because tamed. it's a women's match, but because because we love the women's matches, but and it, that one and just it should be better. It should have been other people should have been challenging a for match. the for the titles, you know. Yeah, or have you know, give Oscar someone else to fight or give should Sasha. Should just gave us a chamber match. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of chamber matches, we had another one. What? There's two. An elimination chamber. I know. To end the show, Drew McIntyre ended up retaining the WWE Championship. Indeed. Indeed. It was another, it was a pretty good chamber. I enjoyed it. The end, I love the ending where he caught Asia with the Claymore in midair. Yeah. I'm like, that was awesome. I missed it live. I'm like, replay, replay. I kind of had, AJ was like, it was right after he eliminated Sheamus, which I thought that was surprising. I'm like, dang, they didn't put Sheamus in the final two. Interesting. And then he goes up. I'm like, is is Drew going to counter? Like, is he going to hit the Claymore or something? Probably not. And then he does. I'm like, oh, snap. They did it. That was awesome. Drew wins. He's celebrating all that. But here comes. But wait, wait, wait. We got to go we back. We got to talk about. Yeah, so hang on. earlier in the night after after Lashley lost, or you know, he didn't get pinned, but he lost the title. They showed in the back MVP talking to the Miz. And the Who Miz, was Mr. Money in the Bank. Yeah. So that was going on. And we're like, huh, you know. That gives I, you're showing that for a reason, right? That gives context to what happened here. So Bobby Lashley comes out and just decimates Drew McIntyre, just attacks him outside of the ring, inside of the ring, uh, hurt Lockfall Nelson, whatever you want to call it, all that. And then the Miz comes down to the ring, cashes in money in the bank, and wins the WWE Championship from Drew. And I'm fine with that because why am I fine with that? Because, you know, I mean, if on a cash-in, you know, the person has to get destroyed, right? And you knew mm-hmm. that there's going to be some... And you saw the near fall in it, too. You're still kicking out after the first move. Yeah. And, you know, some people are like, why is the Miz champion? Like, because he 
is a great he's a great heel that, that reaction proves that the miz is doing something right because like that's the heel he is like you just you don't want to see him be champion and yeah all I mean, this so i'm like well i mean a, he's doing his job then exactly they're doing something right and you know what they start to do you knew that lashley did that to get a match against yep. the miz which gets announced the next night right yes so pretty much they kind of explained it you know the reason you know lashley was doing it you know to get to solve everyone's issues morrison mrs buddy partner you know he lost the u.s title for lashley lashley didn't lose the belt morrison lost it for him so now you know they, they got a bit of a problem so they talk it out and you know okay miz cashes in you win the belt lashley's first in line to get a title match I'm like yeah that makes sense good i did think it was weird on raw it was like you know the miz you know kind of being like the cowardly hill like eh, i don't know da, 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 and whatever and lashley gave him a little bit of time to make a decision before he just attacked him and beat him down and this whole segment was weird. You had uh, Shane McMahon come out with, you know, Adam Pierce to, I don't know, help handle the situation, I guess. <laughs> and then Braun Strowman comes out and, you know, he's pissed that he wasn't in the chamber match and he wants an opportunity. So eventually they end up having announcing Lashley versus Strowman in the main event. And if Strowman won, he would be inserted into that match. Okay. To make it a triple threat. But luckily, he didn't win. Lashley ended up beating him. Good. <laughs> I was like, man, if they really do this stuff. And, you know, they even had, like, Braun hit him with his power slam finisher and have Lashley kick out. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, Lashley ended up winning. I'm like, See, okay. I do like that they're making Lashley, you know, a, you know, a badass. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, children. Uh, but, uh. <laughs> You know, he's a monster of a man himself. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I know Strowman's big, but come on. I mean, Lashley is, he's a beast. And, you know, we've been talking about it before, how we we want to see, we've been talking about Lesnar versus Lashley for a while. Yeah. You know, pretty much ever since, you know, Lashley came back because Brock was back first, right? Oh, know, yeah. Whichever yeah. one was back first. But we were talking about that, like, this needs to happen. And. It hasn't happened, so you can't have that match without making Lashley look, you know, just amazing. Yep. And now, are they going to put the title on him? I don't, I don't know, because I still think Drew should be in the title match at Mania, right? And they could just do like Lashley versus Drew. Yeah, no, they can. And I just mean, this time, Lashley goes in as the champion, and you know. Just on a bigger stage, and yeah, I'm fine with that too. But yeah, I mean, yeah, because he has to be a beast too. And yeah, to fight Drew, so yeah, I'm fine with that. But you know, if he they, still got he still got to win the belt first. They're if, having their title match on Raw. Yeah, this exactly. Next one. If they don't put it on him, you can still do him. Like maybe Brock comes out and costs him the title, mm -hmm. and so then that sets up their mania if you that's the thing with then it's like okay is the miz still going to be the champion going into mania 
You and then do just he Miz just fights Drew again. Drew, like I don't know if that necessarily is one that people would be want. excited about. But again, like for me, I like the Miz. I understand why people would be like that doesn't excite me, but I think it'd be fine. Yeah, <laughs> and you know they probably just do it for you know giving Drew a, a pop with a crowd. You know what my answer to anything is, Christian? Yeah, just have Christian come beat Miz. He'll be the champ. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> and then it's and all solved. <laughs> you would never complain about anything again. Nope. You'd be, be good. I'd be good. And then you move on from the chamber pay per view. More on Raw. You have they announced Rhea Ripley will officially be on Raw. She didn't show up. They just announced that she's coming, which I, f- I find weird that they do. They've been doing that pretty often where it's like, oh, they're coming and this stuff. I'm like, I, I kind of wish they would just show up sometimes, but yeah. Either way, I'm just glad she's on Raw. They, that woman's division needs her. Hopefully, agreed, agreed. Rhea and Asuka at Mania would be great. Yes, yes. And then... Did I say yes? Yes. You want to say it one more time? Yes. Cool. And then, you know, also on SmackDown, they officially announced... Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for Mania. She officially made her Now, how did decision. that come about? Because I saw it, but I mean... assignment was weird. they argue <laughs> or get into any fight? Or she just was like, I want to fight you? Pretty much. She, you know, making her decision, uh, or she was talking about the champions or whatever. Uh, Reginald came out, actually. And, I don't know, calling her a loser, basically. That's, oh, that's, that's what I, yeah, pretty much. So it's what I got fault. from. It. So it's his fault, <laughs> you know. Or he's like, if you go against Sasha Banks, you know, you'll, you'll just be lose. a loser or whatever. Sasha Banks comes out and just tells Reggie to get out the way, which I took offense to. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then Sasha is pretty much like, "Come on, the decision's clear," and you know, but just be careful because you know you're not the best. I'm the best, and you know. You're second best, pretty much. You're not really the EST. So Bianca's like, okay, you know what? I choose you then, and I'm going to show you why I am. And boom. Okay. Yeah, that's stupid. I don't like it. It was, yeah. They didn't. <laughs> it, they, it'll be a great match, but yeah, I mean. They did a little much, but I'm just happy. Again, you know, we talked about them having that tag match at the chamber, and there was nothing happened to where they had any heat with each other, and then they go about it this way. Like, I'm, I don't like it. Done. But at least Reggie gets TV time. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's all his fault, apparently. And that no, it's not. And then there was gotta put a man in the women's business. <laughs> Get out the way. With Carmella, at least. It's looking like you know, Cesaro and Seth Rollins are starting to get their feud going. You had Seth coming out to cut a promo. Cesaro came out to interrupt him and Seth, you know, took that opportunity to give him a second chance to join him, uh, embrace the vision that Seth's kind of new thing. Cesaro said, nah, he just started swinging him, <laughs> hit him with an uppercut. I'm like, okay, I, I'm i so down for this feud. I know. Like, is, if that's a mania match right there, I will be so happy. Yeah, I love them both, so it would be great. Yeah, it would be awesome. Not every not every storyline, not every match has to be for a belt. Mm-hmm. Boom, like do that. And then we move on to 
Wednesday night's NXT. It looks like the tag team, the one men's tag team title match might not happen because MSK was getting like interviewed or whatever, and they were attacked by the girls of young veterans, and they like used a chair and stepped on one of their hands and like broke their hand. So it looks like MSK is not getting their tag title match yet on okay. like this next NXT like it was scheduled. All right. So, all right. so that eight. went down. What a bunch what a couple of jerks. <laughs> no, they're just girls with young veterans, okay? You had Savages. Karrion Cross and Santos Escobar had a pretty fun no disqualification match. Cross picking up the win. Just just good content. <laughs> just <laughs> I believe you. I just enjoyed it. Right. Um Dexter Loomis beat Johnny Gargano in a one-on-one match. There was a lot of shenanigans going on with, you know, the way and his group that kind of ended up costing him. So Loomis gets to win over the North American champion. Everybody likes shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh Cameron Grimes just finding more ways to be awesome. <laughs> Basically try he went this whole episode pretty much trying to one up the million dollar man Ted DiBiase and his uh infamous 10 dribble challenge where he had a kid dribble the ball and he kicked the ball out of his hands for money. But you had like at first he didn't watch the whole thing. He just told the he stopped at the part where he told him to dribble the ball. And he's like, oh that's easy and I could humiliate someone by doing this. So he gives it to someone and he just lets them dribble the 10 times. And he's like so confused. He's like, wait, what? And he's like, that's because a million dollar man kicks the ball before he stops dribbling. And then he's like, ah, Ted DiBiase, you can't outsmart me. And then he's just going through the night. He does it with someone else, except they he goes to kick it and then they dribble out of the way. <laughs> so it doesn't work. And then the last time he does it, you know, someone's like, when he tells him what to do, he's like, you mean like Ted DiBiase? And he's like, yes. Why is it so hard? And then as soon as he takes one dribble, Grimes just punches him. And is like, yes, you can't outsmart me. You could kiss my grits, Ted DiBiase. And yeah. He's I guess gonna... you had to see it. Yes, you had to. <laughs> had a lot of explaining to do, but if you see it, you'll laugh at it. Because... I like, you talked about that more than the matches. <laughs> <laughs> it was great stuff. I had to explain it all. It was amazing. Uh, I don't have to see it. I haven't even. You, you need to see it. And then you talk, got to talk about the Adam Cole stuff. So he comes out and they replay his attack from last week on Kyle. And he's actually out there, you know, talking about how he's like disgusted at himself and saying how, you know, trying to apologize to Kyle and saying all this stuff. And Roderick Strong comes out. Roderick. Roderick, Roddy, whatever you want to call him. He comes out and is like, really? Now you're sorry? Like, after all that? And he's pretty much telling Adam how when Kyle comes back, you know, there's no saving you. You know, he's coming for you and he might be done for. And then Finn Balor comes out and just makes a beeline to Adam Cole and they start brawling. Roger kind of takes Finn off and Finn attacks Roddy, which allows Adam to recover and take out Finn with the super kick. And they get in the ring and Adam... Starts getting all emotional to Roddy, trying to say he's sorry and how he screwed everything up. So Roddy, you know, kind of goes down to try to comfort him. 
They hug it out at first. They go to get up. And then Adam Cole hits him with a low blow. Quick little swerve. And then he <laughs> looked straight into Roddy and just told him, you're dead to me. <laughs> Took off the dog tags, super kicked Roddy. And then as he was leaving, when they went off air, he said Adam Cole is the Undisputed Era. It's not dead. He's just he's just the whole thing. <laughs> he's the, he's whole, the thing. whole damn show. Yeah. Man, what an ending. That was Did you cry? Almost. <laughs> like I'm just starting to get over it and everything. Like starting to get more comfortable. And then that I'm like, ah, oh, there's more. That's funny. Like, like, okay, there. It's done, done. <laughs> no one's signing with Adam. It's it's all Adam Cole from here. All right. Let's see. Let's see where it goes. Yep. Any AEW news you gotta talk about? Well, we gotta talk about well, it's the big show. No. Paul White. <laughs> the big show show is headed over to AEW now. The biggest heel turn of his career. Yeah. Turn on the entire company to join AEW. I mean, hey, whatever. Hope it works out for him, I guess. I mean. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was just kind of like wait, waking what? up and seeing that. I'm like, what? Like, this is so weird. I never would have expected him out of all people to end up on AEW. So yeah, I hope he gets some, you know, some good storylines and gets to be a part of some good nah, angles. He's gonna fight Jack. Yeah, see if that's all that comes of it, it's like, <laughs> well I guess we finally got that twenty years later. However long ago it was. But see again like okay, 10 let, years let's ago. just say that that happens. There's going to be people that are going to be like so happy about this. And they're going to be like, we're giving you what WWE wouldn't give you. And be like, but nobody really wanted that. I mean, it you know, got for a, a few second. people excited. Like you were excited because back you then, know, I was younger. You really liked just big guys, like just the giants. Yeah. So you were, so you're really like, interested in oh, that. snap. But like for me, I'm like, Shaq can't, Shaq's not a wrestler. It's going to be stupid, <laughs> you know? And just like, him arguing with Cody is going to be stupid, but now it might be him in the big show. Now it's going to be dumb. And I thought, which honestly might be worse. And I thought that you liked AEW because it was its own thing and it was different. Why would you want to have something that WWE teased that most people didn't even want? Why would you want that in AEW? Like, I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, like, what, what do you people actually want? Yeah. <laughs> but again, I just want to enjoy wrestling. So for whatever they use him for, best of luck to him. And yeah. he'll also be a part of, they're coming out with another uh, show to broadcast on YouTube that he'll be one of the commentators for. So that'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, whatever. Okay, real quick, because I don't know what you're going to talk about, and I don't want to run out of time before I talk about what Moxley said. I, mean, I was just going to say, it's just like just an announcement that they made, just like for a match. Young Bucks are going to defend against MJF and Jericho at Revolution. All right. That should be a good match. They had a, them attack their pops during this last Dynamite. <clears throat> yeah, that would be a good match. That up. But, you know, they just they don't do enough to sell me on actually watching one of their pay-per-views. But, but you know, I mean, I we pay for the network. So if it wasn't for the network, I wouldn't pay for any of the <laughs> WWE pay-per-views either. So... But yeah, I just wanted to talk about that Moxley interview where they asked him about if if he had a, a dream person that he would want to come to 
to AEW and he was like, oh yeah, Christian just came back and he saw, you know, how good he looked. He was like, man, he looked really good. And then he talked about how, you know, people in the industry know how good he is, but he didn't even really know until they worked him when he was in the shield. And he said that him and Seth would like come up with all these things that they were going to do. And they were just like running circles around people. And they just felt like that they were so good. And then they got in the ring. They had some match against Christian. And after that match, they were like, dude, that dude's next level. (laughs) They are like, they, they thought they were good. And then they got in the ring with Christian. And I'm just like, thank you. Like, I love hearing these things because, He's so underrated, it sickens me. Yeah. Like, it pisses me off when I hear people, you know, when he came back and you would, if you looked in the comments, you would see people like, I just don't get it. I don't, I don't get why people are excited. Because he's amazing. Like you, you obviously don't know wrestling. Yeah. You're, you're all about just the gimmick and whoever they push down your throat, which I'm not totally against. I mean, that's fine. You like wrestling for what you like it for. But there are certain guys, and it's in every promotion everywhere, that are just, in, you know, over all the years, <laughs> that are just amazing, that never get their real due. You know, you can go back to Barry Windham. You know, Barry Windham was so amazing. And most people knew it, but he still wouldn't get the pushes and, and certain things. And then, you know, nowadays when people talk about the greats, they never talk about Barry Windham, right? And that's going to be the same thing with Christian when his career is all over. Like people are going to, you know, just be like, oh, they're not going to put him on this level, but I'm always going to put him up there. He's one yeah. of the best I've ever seen in the ring. He's incredible. And so just hearing Moxley say that brought me so much joy. And <laughs> not that I want Christian to go to AEW, but if he did, it would just it would be cool. I, I just want to see him keep wrestling as long as he doesn't get hurt. I don't, yeah, right. You know, I don't want to see any of these guys who come back from injury get hurt. Just like talking about Sting. Like, I, I don't want to watch a match with Sting just because of that last one I saw him in. But, yeah, Christian's awesome. He is indeed. <laughs> <laughs> But all right, that's all the wrestling talk. And up next, we're going to talk some MCU. Cool. All right, WandaVision time. So we're all caught up. We watched uh, episode eight last night. And there are going to be spoilers in a sense. So if you don't, if you haven't watched episode eight, don't listen. Stop it now. I'm not going to talk ahead. about I'm not going to talk about the end credit scene though. So really there's not very many. To me, I don't really think this episode gave away a lot. It was like some it was like a flashback. It was kind of like the uh Agatha Harkness origin story. Not origin, but kind of. But, you know. And then, you know, then they went to her trying to figure out what what led to Wanda doing what she did. And so it was mostly flashbacks to the torment that Wanda had gone through, you know, all just the crazy things that she went through in her life. And so like, none of that's really spoilers. It's just the end credit scene is something that I don't want to say because it's, it's actually pretty big. And I think you need to watch that. The rest of it, I don't think like you can hear what I have to say and I don't think it ruins anything, but that last thing you got to see for yourself. So I'm not going to mention it. So 
yeah, I mean, this episode was different in a sense that, you know, you're getting some, you're getting, you're, you're trying to, you figure out why Agatha's there. Mm-hmm. You know, she says, you know, she wanted to see who did this. Like she felt basically the magic that happened when Wanda created the, what, what are they called? The hex. the hex. So she had to see who did this and how and why. So she's trying to figure out how and why. So she's having Wanda show her. So she's basically forcing her. So at the end of episode seven, she gets her down into her basement. In this episode, you find out that Wanda's magic doesn't work down there because she had, because Agatha cast a spell to prevent her magic from working. So she's basically got Wanda trapped. And so now Wanda just has to do whatever she wants. And, and so obviously she, if she has uh, Wanda's kids. Yeah. She has them trapped. So Wanda's like, doesn't want to do anything that Agatha says, but then she's reminded, you know, oh yeah, you've got my kids. So, she, so Agatha's basically like, we're going to go relive these traumatic things because the last, one of the last things I remember you saying, or, 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 you know, or when you, when she talked to Pietro, or Fietro, that was she called yeah, yeah. fake Pietro. Fake Pietro. So she said, you know, basically, let's go see these traumatic times, and it's everything. It's just things that we already know. The the bomb at her house, the Stark Industries bomb that kills her parents. Like so, we see that. We also see that she's loved old sitcoms. Yep. And then, uh, then we go to her getting the powers from the. Uh, from the stone, yep. you know, when Hydra was doing the tests, and then we see they didn't show uh, Pietro die, but no. that had been hinted at so much. And same with they don't show Vision dying, but then they also show the thing about why she was in Westview. Oh, the, oh, they showed her get the body. That was yeah, or go not go get the body. See, that was the thing. You're led to believe she stole the body when she actually didn't. Like, I mean, yeah, we're seeing, up to we're seeing this her point. thing. So this is kind of why I wanted to talk about this. Cause there's some theories that I'm trying to run through my head here. Like, cause I'm not sure. So Agatha, is she the villain villain? Like at the end of the episode, she's got the kids and she's basically telling Wanda, you know, you're not supposed to exist with your power and the ability to do this and your chaos magic. And so it looks like there's about to be this huge showdown. But I'm still like wondering, you know, there was the song, Agatha's done all this and that. But she also wanted to know, like, she wants to know how Wanda did this. But is she, is she a villain or is she, because remember in in the, the beginning in her origin thing, when the other witches were trying to stop her, she was saying, I can be good, you know, and they were like, no, you can't. And she was like, help me. So I'm, I'm not positive if Agatha's totally evil, yeah. Or if she's if she is trying to do to Wanda what they did to her. Like maybe she just thinks, just like they thought she was too powerful, so they were trying to stop her. So she's trying to do the same thing to Wanda. So you know, and I know some of the comic book storylines, so I kind of have you know I I know what happened in the comics, but what are they doing here, right? And then I'm thinking about, um, dang it, did I forget his name again? <sighs> the guy, the sword guy. Is it Hammond? Oh. I always forget what his name is when we start to talk about it. 
But anyway, so when they did the flashback, or not, it wasn't a flashback. It was you know, she took her to that when she went to Sword when Wanda went to get the body, and they're talking. You know, he's talking to her, but also showing her. Yeah. So I'm wondering if he is. You no, know, we've talked about him possibly being a scroll, but I'm starting to wonder if he's somebody else entirely, or is he just trying to, you know? Because in the one episode, was it six? He talked, or maybe it was at the beginning of seven. He talked to, you know, to Monica about how she wasn't there the last five years and she didn't have to go through what they went through, the people who were, who didn't get snapped away and after all that happened. So maybe he is just trying to take the precautions to, you know, what he really feels strongly is going to keep the world safe. Yeah. You know, so. So maybe he is trying to do good, but in that scene, when he was talking to Wanda, he looked like he was provoking her. He wanted her to see the vision in pieces. And he was almost like, just, it's, it, again, it seemed to me, I'm not saying that this is what happened, but it seemed to me that he was like wanting her to do something. And then at the end, I will mention, uh, Okay, I have to mention something about the cut scene and or the end credit scene where he was saying that they needed a bit of her power yeah. to do the thing that they did. So that's basically where I'll leave that at. So maybe that's what he was trying to get her to do there was to use her power. So maybe that's all he was doing, but it didn't seem like he knew that at that time. Because if he knew that, then why did he say what he said in the end scene? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So so I go both ways with him. I'm still really curious. Is, is he someone else? But also this show, like, you know, in episode seven, we didn't get a Reed Richards, you know, type thing. We're like, who is this person going to meet? And ended up being like nobody. Yeah. So you're kind of, you know, you're a bit disappointed, especially because Monica said he she said, I have a guy. And then she said, he's here. So you're like, okay, it wasn't even a guy she met. So that could mean that maybe that person didn't come. Maybe he sent his team. Mm -hmm. So that's still a possibility. Or maybe it was just nothing. <laughs> yeah. So you're wondering, like, this next episode is going to be longer. It's supposed to be the longest episode. How long? We don't know. Are we getting any of those answers? <laughs> All I know is... It's definitely going to be a showdown. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, but there's some anything action. else. And there, the end credit scene is huge. And I know <clears throat> what's going to happen in a, in a sense. I know partly what's going to happen. Let's just say I know that this isn't going to have a happy end. And I think most people already knew that. But if you didn't, now you know. <laughs> okay. And the end credit scene definitely verifies that if you know the comics. And yeah, I mean, I, it was another great episode. I can't wait to watch it a second time. Always watch them twice. You know, you, you definitely should. If you haven't been watching them twice, you should because you pick up little things and also just gives you more of appreciation of what of the whole episode. You know, yeah. instead of you just kind of, if you're one of those people that are like, I didn't get enough. Well, then you need to rewatch it because you're going to see that 
it was so many things were so important. And then it comes out in the later episodes. You're like, oh, oh, okay, okay. Like even the, um, what was the commercial? This one have a commercial? No. The commercial the week before then about the Nexus thing. Like that was a callback to, so in episode seven, they did the Nexus commercial. And that was a callback to Thor the Dark World where um, the one doctor guy talks about the Nexus of all realities. And so you're talking oh, about... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, we kind of talked about that a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, you're talking about... After I mean, we watched just more hinting about the multiverse, right? More and more hinting about all this stuff that's, you know, that's coming. And this next episode, you know, the last episode, it's not... This show wasn't ever about a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> it was about you're going to see some stuff, you know, the love that Wanda and Vision had. And the torment that Wanda has been through. And then you're going to see where does that torment take her? What does it, you know, is is the hex the, the biggest thing that she does because of her torment? Or does she go bigger? Or does she not? You know, what what is the MCU doing? that the comics did and, or what are they changing and adjusting? You know, Mm -hmm. what's Agatha's role in the MCU as opposed to the comics? Is there somebody, is Hammond, I'm gonna keep saying Hammond, it's probably not his name. Uh, The director of S.H.I.E.L.D., is he someone else entirely? Sword. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Damn it. But anyway, you know, is he someone else entirely? Is he, you know, everybody's been talking about Mephisto. Is he Mephisto? That's when I was saying earlier, like I'm, I'm starting to think something. That's what I'm starting to think. That scene, I don't know. The way he was acting was, was very suspicious to me. I'm like, why is he voluntarily showing her this? And it's like he was waiting for something. Or it's like he was kind of egging her on. And then you kind of put her over the edge to, you know, she... Exactly. goes down there and exactly. you know, tries so, to start feeling him. So I'm wondering if he's Mephisto, but he could easily not be. And it could it could be just like I said, maybe he's just trying to do what he thinks is best for, you know, the world and, you know, and it, I mean he says they were trying to dismantle vision and I don't believe that, you know. So but anyway, it's ah, I love that show. It's so great. I can't believe we're Man, we're about to be the last episode. We're about to be done with this. We like, couldn't wait for the MCU to get back. It's back. And, and now the first thing is almost <laughs> done. It's crazy. Like, man, just blink, blink of an eye. And then we'll have two weeks after that. And then Falcon of the Winter Soldier comes out. <sighs> and then more. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. Those episodes, you know, it is... I'm still hearing six episodes and like 50 to 60 minutes each episode. So I'm sad in a way that it's not more episodes, but I'm happy that they're supposed to be longer, but I can't wait for the official. I, I really can't wait for the, you know, absolute official, you know, release that it's six episodes. Cause Feige talked about it the other day and, and I'm pretty sure he said it was six episodes and it was 50 was, I don't know if he said 40 to 50 or 50 to 60, but 
that's just good information to have so you know how much content you're getting because i do feel like you know there are people that you know don't think that it's going to be good because of how good and different wandavision has been but i'm like there's so much that's going to be going on in falcon winter soldier like you've got you know the political the, just the political stuff they're going to do because it's supposed to be a lot like captain america winter soldier so it's yep. going to be that political side there's going to be the there's going to be racial tensions in this show because part of you it know. like like it just like WandaVision is kind of based on three, maybe even four different comic book series in one, so is this. So you're going to be, you're attacking, you know, you're bringing in John Walker. His storyline started way back in the 80s. And then you're also doing the Sam Wilson Captain America. And that didn't happen until, what, 2015? Maybe, may, am I? Around that time. And so, and in his story, you know, it was about a lot of it had to do with him being a, a black Captain America. And so you're mixing those stories. Plus you've got the Bucky storyline and there's people who want, you know, Bucky to be Captain America. And he was at one point. And so you're like, okay, are they going to be, you know, and they're saying who claims the shield, you know, that's part of their, you know, marketing stuff. So it's like, obviously there are people that want him to have the shield. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Zemo. And everything that he's doing. I can't wait to see him back. And, you know, is is General Ross doing, is, is are we going to get the Thunderbolts? Like, there, there's a lot going to be going on. Like, I, part of me is like, man, are they going to be able to fit all this in <laughs> the the six episodes, 50 minutes? Like, there's going to be a lot. And I, I can't wait. Like, though, though I love WandaVision, and I, I really do love WandaVision. It's awesome. And I'm, I'm older, so I've grew up watching sitcoms so like that whole thing like i loved it mm -hmm. but i already know like i shouldn't say i already know because obviously if it's not done well i'm not gonna like it more but i do enjoy the type of show that falcon Winter soldier is gonna be a little bit more like that's right up my alley and i want that action and, and stuff like that and and again they're just introducing a character that i feel is highly underrated and just gets too much hate but even then, I am going to enjoy the people hating on John Walker and being mad. <laughs> Be mad! John Walker's here. I love it. I hope you all hate him because <laughs> I'm just going to laugh at you guys. And even if he gets beat up every episode, I don't care. He's there. He exists <laughs> in the MCU. Exactly. And I'm happy. All you could have asked for. Yep. And then, you know, just more and more. MCU content coming and that's not yeah you saw the uh, oh sorry they announced the Spider-Man title officially oh yeah yeah I they wanted uh, to mention that too I but, saw the <laughs> did you see that the the three yes that's what I was gonna bring up like Tom Zendaya's Holland was the best but go ahead Tom, Tom Holland I don't remember the name so Tom Holland posted one I just and, remember you know, Zendaya's because it was <laughs> it was home slice home slice that was awesome <laughs> I saw Tom Holland's and I'm like oh cool and I he tagged them in it so I was like oh I want to see their reactions to what they say or anything. And then they posted different things. I'm like, oh, it's not the title. They're just they're just ripping us right now. And then they posted the video where like Tom Holland walks out the office and is like, another fake name. <laughs> and he's like, well, I know why. Probably because you're gonna spoil it again. Yep. And he's like, what have I ever spoiled anything? And they're like, hmm. And then they walk by the whiteboard and it's the actual title. I'm like, that was cool. Yep, they did. Spider-Man No Way Home. Some people don't like that for some reason, but I I like that they had some fun with it.
Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Fuck a hiccup. I was like trying <laughs> to stop myself. Uh, yeah, but yep, that's I like the title and it just it just brings us closer to everything. You know, that's what December they yes. gave the release date for it and they said, you know, in theaters only and some people are getting mad about that. Like, uh, whatever. Like, if I'm not comfortable going to the movies when these come out, I'll just wait and I'll avoid spoilers the best I can. I'm, that's the thing about Black Widow, you know, the Black Widow. They still are saying just theaters. But by the time that comes out, like, are there going to be any spoilers? Right. Because Falcon Winter Soldier is already going to happen. And we're going to see all of that. So everything that, I shouldn't say everything, but what most people reported was going to connect to Falcon and Winter Soldier, we're already going to see. So yep. there's not going to be spoilers that I'm going to worry about. Like, I'm just going to want to see it. You know, and I'm not, I'm definitely not going to be ready to go to a theater when that comes out. Unless we rent it out. Yeah. If we rented out the theater and it was just us, then I could... I could do that, but I'm not going with other people. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not being a theater with none of y'all. <laughs> not right now. I need more time. Yes, I'm paranoid. Sorry if that offends you. But yeah. Snyder Cut's going to come out too. And I, did we yes. talk about. I thought I read something where it said he tweeted it out. Zack Snyder tweeted out that it was going to be like you can not only watch it HBO Max. But you could also rent it on certain things, like pretty much a premier access type rental. Like you gotta pay, oh, okay. you gotta pay like twenty bucks or something. Like I, I don't know if he put the the price tag, but I'm pretty sure that he put that out there. And so I'm gonna keep an eye on that because I was content and waiting until a Blu-ray and just buying it. But if it's gonna be released, you know, and I can order it on like Vudu or something, then yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to order that. And, and watch it because I can't. I've been we waiting gotta, for that. We had to find a time to do that because that'll be yeah. That's four hours. A long sit sit down. I know. So that's the thing. You know, some people they if people have more time than others. Some people just that you know they can sit there. They'll binge. You know, a show the whole thing when it comes out. And that's why we are fans of the the way Disney Plus does it. One episode, you know, a week because. We don't have that time. We, we're busy. Like yeah. even taking this pod, like we have to make sure we have time to do it. And that's also why it's not always maybe the best people. are. you guys are awful. Which, by the way, I was going to mention something else too. <laughs> but, you know, we just don't have a ton of time. So we get the time that we can and we, we do what we can, talk about what we can. And yeah, but we don't have the time to, to spend and sit down and watch four hours worth of stuff. And so even the Snatter Cuts, like I can't watch the whole thing. Like I might be able to watch, we can watch two hours, but it might be three days before we can watch the next two hours. So that's the other thing about renting it. It's like, okay, I got to make sure I got four hours because the rental is usually 24, 48 hours. Yeah. So it's like, all right, we have to be able to watch this in two days. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, still excited about that. And <laughs> so real quick, I'm going to mention, I when I went to go grab something at the dog store for JJ today, uh, listen to the radio for like two seconds and it was like a commercial for like podcast awards and I, I knew that there are podcast awards but I never think about them and so at the time I'm like I can't believe there's 
podcast awards. I'm thinking this. <laughs> and they're talking about some podcast being awarded best. And I'm like, I wonder if they do worse. We could get worse. <laughs> I take I take worse. <laughs> then then I, at, least, at least I know that somebody listened to it enough to be like, this is bad. <laughs> you tuned like, in. That's uh, all that matters. We got worse podcast, baby. Yeah. I, I promote that every time. We'd have to change the beginning. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome <laughs> We'd have to, to the award-winning like worst podcast. Pre-record an intro where we bring that up oh, yeah. and just play it every week. That'd be awesome. I don't even think we got enough listeners to even be considered. <laughs> Maybe we did for a minute. <laughs> At the beginning, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, I just thought that was funny. So, one more, one more segment, right? Yeah, pretty much. All right, one one more. We talk some NBA. You got some MGN stuff. You yes, want to sir. Talk about? All right, basketball next. So to wrap things up this week, we're gonna first talk about the latest with the NBA. They came out with the All Star reserves. Ever since the last episode, so over on the Eastern Conference, you have. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Nikola Vucevic, and then Sabonis is in here, and he wasn't in here at first, but Kevin Durant won't be able to make it to All-Star weekend. So Jason Tatum will replace that starter spot, and Sabonis is going to fill that other spot as a reserve. And then... Out West. Out West, you have Anthony Davis... Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, who doesn't have a photo for some reason on the (laughs) website. Why is he the only one without a photo? You know who he is. (laughs) Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Zion, and then Anthony Davis is injured and won't make it either, so Devin Booker will get his spot. That's funny because... We were talking about him before Yeah, did you know that? I I think I saw it, but I just forgot. So it didn't click when we were talking about it. Before we got on, I had heard, you know, like when the when it first got announced, Booker didn't make it, and so there was some outrage. So before we got on, I had him look. I wanted to know Booker's stats because I wasn't paying attention, and I wanted to see the Suns' record and kind of want to know why people thought he was such a snub. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can see that. But you know, I'm also not necessarily against it. Let's look at the rest of the rosters, and you know. Now we're looking at them like, oh, he is in. <laughs> he took Davis' spot. So, yeah. Now people can stop whining. So we got how many first-time All-Stars? Zion's a first-time All-Star. Zach Levine, Julius Randle, that's three. I think that's it. Three first-time All-Stars this year? They're all deserving. I mean, Levine, mm-hmm. look at it, 28.7. Mm-hmm. I saw like something on twitter yesterday and it was like his last like 10 games I'm like good he, that man's balling out right now ain't he you going crazy out there in chicago but congrats to to all who made it yes it'll be whenever all-star weekend is because yeah i i don't i'm know. not paying attention when is it till after the all-star game. <laughs> the the draft is on march 4th so after that the draft yeah, remember they do the. They have the team captains and they draft their teams. Remember? Oh yeah, that's what they've been doing. I know. What, I hate past that. like three, four years. I know it's so stupid. I hate it. So I, I hate. Oh, it says right here: Sunday, March seventh is All Star Game. So that sixth and seventh next week. That weekend. Next yes. weekend. 
So yeah, that's if you want to watch bad basketball with great players, then watch the All Star game. <laughs> oh man, what the All Star game has come to. I mean, it's pretty much all All Star games to be fair. You just want to see the stars play together. I don't. I won't be watching. I mean, I I do, but I want to see them play. So I wait for the playoffs. You know what I mean, that's where true greatness shines. Yes. And then over to NGN Sports Simulation League. The season is about to get underway. It's about to go down. It's about to go down. On Monday, we tip off our very first season with the doubleheader on the MGN Sports YouTube channel. First game, Montreal Spartans, Kansas City Knights. What team are you on? Athens Bulldogs. Okay, sorry. And then the other game will be the Virginia Beach Pirates versus the Las Vegas Spades. Okay, now real quick, hold on. I know you've got your spiel, but were you going to talk about any predictions that you had in the spiel? I could get into that. Okay, because I want to know your prediction for this, like who you think is going to maybe win the whole thing. What do you think your <laughs> team's going to do? So if you – I don't know if you talked about it. You're, he's a player in the league. Yes. You know, I'm helping, you know, run things in the league – with you know tj blaze timothy rose that's his player name but we both also you know put players in the league as well you know just to be a part of it with everybody else you know so i'll get into i'm gonna get into the rest of the schedule real quick for the first week so the day after that tuesday we're only doing one game we have the austin gunners versus the long beach kings wednesday when my team plays for the first time before that it will be the seattle lumberjacks versus the baltimore barons and then my team, the Athens Bulldogs, will face the Nashville Stars. And then on Thursday, Virginia Beach plays again against the Buffalo Wolfpack. And then the San Diego Surf debut against the Montreal Spartans, who are playing for the second time. Another question. How many games is the season? There will be 29 games in the season. Okay. And so now we're moving to... Nine-minute quarters, as opposed to the summer league, we were only doing five-minute quarters. So, I'll run through each game and kind of give my take on what I think will happen. So, Montreal... I meant, like, the season. The season? Yeah, like your season predictions. Ah, That's yeah, what I yeah, meant. okay. Like, what do you think, you know, your team's going to do for the season? Like, do you have do you have thoughts on who could be, like, an MVP, or at least mm-hmm. maybe not the MVP, but just a few players to look out for. And, you know, are there going to be MVPs? Rookie of the year? I mean, because everybody's a rookie. Yeah, I was say, <laughs> rookie of the year probably won't really count Yeah, exactly. this year. But obviously, yeah, MVP will be in place. And, you know, in this league, you know, we involve, you know, winning money from it. So the MVP, I believe, will get some money from that. And then also, and like upgrade, a certain upgrade for their player. So we'll have like MVP and defensive player of the year and all that. And again, people, you guys, you really need to check this out. Yes. You because, need to... you know, I don't know if we spoke too well about it. Yeah. I'm not involved in it, mm-hmm. but you know, it's a simulation league and you can be a coach, a player, an owner, you know, and eventually owner, general manager, right general now. Manager. owner will come My on bad. later. See, misspeaking again. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Sorry. So yeah, pretty much it's a lot harder because over the past few days, we've had you know people who joined in a little later 
who weren't eligible for the draft who have joined and they've even gotten the memberships to be the gold tier players. So they're joining and we listed them as undrafted free agents and they've been getting signed and added to teams lately to shake up the rosters a little bit, fill out lineups before the season. So based on what we've seen, you know, for like stars in this league, you know, we have Timothy Rose, TJ Blaze. He led the summer league in points per game. He was averaging like 13.2. He was one of the better shooters. Remember, that's only five-minute quarters. Yes, so. <laughs> only five-minute quarters. Stats aren't going to be too crazy. Like, my guy led the Summer League in assists with three per game. So that tells you what you need to know about that. So he's a guy that could be up there. My teammate, uh, Alfarik, number one overall pick in the draft. He was filling the stat sheet with, you know, he, he led the Summer League with, like, 13.2 rebounds per game. Nice. He was... Doing all that, getting a bunch of blocks. He ended up scoring a bit more as the summer league went on. So maybe, you know, him filling out the stat sheet could help him out a lot. You have like I mean he's probably a front runner for a defensive player of the year. Oh, for sure. He'll be up there. He'll be up there. So you have guys like uh Tate Jackson, he's like a six foot eight guard out there who He'll probably be like, you know, a guy comparable to Ben Simmons just in terms of his size at his position. And maybe he'll fill out the stat sheet, put up plenty of points to put his name up there. You have shooters like Terrence Weary, sharpshooter, who could just knock it down and maybe that'll give him an advantage in that regard. The MVP will probably, you know, we're going to let, we're going to go through it and just go with whatever the game says. Cause, you know, if we do it, Within, like, with our people, there's just a yeah, lot of room for, you know, criticism and being like, oh, it's... Yeah, there's bias. Da, 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 da. So involved. we're just going to let the game decide and right. just leave it at that. So it'll probably involve, you know, scoring will probably heavily decide it. So I expect someone like Timothy Rose to be up there. And, well, yeah, but that and record. And record as well, you yeah. Know, because... If your team's and they got a pretty good, so solid team, so yeah, it's the other thing. It's like based on, you know, the team and stuff too. They got a gold, you know, he's a gold point guard. They got a gold power forward and center. Oh dang! And then how many golds they, your team have? Let's see, one, two, three. And um, you're a silver. I'm a silver. I might upgrade to gold eventually. Right now, I haven't yet, but I could end up being a gold later on. Um. So yeah, I want to say four, oh, wow. three, or, three or four golds. So you guys, we are, might get another one. You guys are pretty good then. Yeah, we're pretty good. We got, you know, pretty much our lineup set. We might, we get each team gets one more free agent signing, so that might affect our starting lineup. Yeah. But we kind of have an idea on our rotation. You know, we got another big man off the bench to come in for. You know, Al Farik, our number one pick to. You know, it's his team pretty much. You know, number one overall pick. He's got to be. He's the man. We got to make sure he's good and everything. Give him some rest. Get his stamina up and everything. How many teams? There's twelve teams total. How many playoff spots? Um, I'm not. I don't remember how that works in 2K. How they set that up. So oh, I yeah, want to say on... eight, maybe. 
Eight right, playoff well, spots. Who do you predict? Who are your favorites to come out? And yes, I know there's some bias because you have a team. So <laughs> I'm gonna try to, you know, I'll like I'll list my team. You know, I'll try to throw my bias aside, but <laughs> you know, hard. we got I like our fit. You know, my guy, you know, as a playmaker, and we have, you know, Devin Turner, a goal player who's he was the second round pick and he's just a good scorer. He can shoot very well and put up points. Then we have Farik down there you know, grabbing all these rebounds and these second chance opportunities, blocking shots. He could also step outside the paint and get you a couple nice little fadeaway looks. We can all, we all have our different strengths that I think will mesh together well. Complement each other. Yes. And then we bring it in. We have a gold power forward in the center as well. Um, one of our untragic free agents was a power forward that we brought in to play alongside Farik down there. So that'll be interesting to see how he fits in. We got another center off the bench for our like rotation, and we got more guards off the bench as well. So it'll be interesting. We just got to watch us execute. And then you got teams like Seattle had, I believe, three picks within like the top 20 or something like that. They had two first-round picks and then another one pick in the second round or something like that. Jeez. So they got a lot of talent. There's questions about their fit with the players they picked. But I do think if they do mesh well, then their team's going to make a lot of noise. And then you have Virginia Beach. I was talking about the gold point guard, power forward and center. They got another, they got a shooting guard from the undrafted free agents. I don't remember if they're gold or not, but if they are, then, you know, that's a pretty stacked team right there down there in Virginia beach. And then, yeah, it'll be interesting to see also a team like the Kansas city Knights. They got a lot of talent on like the front court. And that'll be pretty interesting to find out like how that works. You have their first round pick played like power forward center but they were one of the undersized players and it looks like they're going to run small forward when they play on Monday. Huh. So that'll be interesting to see how that turns out. But, but yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm ready for it to get underway. That's it's cool. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been working stuff. hard, so good luck to you. And thank you to your league, to everybody involved, follow it, you know, Make sure to tune in on the MGN Sports YouTube channel to watch the broadcast of the games and you know follow them on Twitter for updates regarding the league and all that. Yeah, and look into I mean, really follow along if, you, if you're even kind of interested just to see about next season. Or... T- test the waters, you know. Exactly. Check it out. Um, yeah, just re- really fun stuff. I can't wait to be on the broadcast team for from the start, from the jump. All right. Anything else that we needed to cover today? Not that I can think of right now. I think we're all set. All righty, guys. It's been a pleasure again. Number 29 in the books. So, uh, yeah, next time, listening. episode 30. Oh, snap. Should we do top 10 greatest running backs of all time yeah, we, next we, week? we might have to. I'm going to talk a lot. You think I talked a lot before. You wait till... 
top 10 NFL running backs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Peace out. Peace out.